Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to the James Bond Complex, the podcast where we discuss and analyze the James Bond phenomenon in all its shapes and forms. No stone, no stone is left unturned. We go from Fleming, then we go to the films, and by golly, do we ever do we ever do everything in between? And now we're really in between. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a momentous occasion on the podcast. Every week's a momentous occasion. The listeners have accepted this by now. <laughs> but this week in particular, because we are, uh, you know, a few months back, we, we discussed, uh, uh, what's it called? Not Casino Royale. Colonel Sun. <laughs> oh, oh. You had C in your brain. You were yeah. looking for, what's the title again? The yeah, I did have Colonel C on And we really enjoyed that book. Very much so, very much so. so. But that was a one-off. Kinsley Amos only wrote one. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're in for the long haul, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> John, JG, my boy. <laughs> yep. We'll see if he's my boy. I, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, he wrote 14 of them. Mm. Two of them are novelizations, so I don't really know if you're, we really count those as uh, original novels because he's adapting somebody else's story. Mm. But I'm I'm kind of curious to get to those novelizations. My understanding, I have not read many novelizations in my lifetime, but my understanding is, you know, because it's it's a full book, it's it's sometimes based on an on a slightly earlier version of the draft. So sometimes you'll get interesting little nuggets of information, maybe morsels of character development that were discussed during pre-production phases mm-hmm. that don't make it into the final film, but it's there in the book because at the time. Garner, whoever writes the novelization, well, that's what was being discussed. Like, that was part of the character. So that could be interesting. I am curious to read those. Sometimes plot holes are fleshed out. Characters are more developed. So that's it's going to be interesting for sure, for sure. John Garner is a name that will be coming up a lot over the course of the next year and change. Almost year and a half, probably because it's not like we... We might not review a novel every single month. We'll try to mix things up a, li- a little bit. But concerning that he's written 16 of these, he's <laughs> 15, basi- 14, 14. 14, yeah. Like he's basically our new Ian Fleming. But is he our new Ian Fleming? Uh, TBD, uh, TBD. So that, 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 that's his first book. Mm-hmm. It's, it was uh, released in 1981. Yes. Um, yes. Renewed. Yeah. License Renewed being the title. We have yeah. not said <laughs> The freaking book we're talking about. There's like a, I, like technically you have uh, two novelizations, but there's like a huge gap in between the last. We'll count for 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 argument's sake. I think we'll count uh, the Cardinal uh, Saint Bond as it's in the same canon as mm. uh, Fleming, and it feels almost the same to oh, some yeah. degree. So it's it's of one of the same uh, piece. It yes. feels so. There's a gap, and I mean the seventies were a time of change and revolution not not only like like sexual but i mean cultural um politically it things really change um filmmaking changed a lot especially in hollywood you have the the young guns like george lucas uh, francis ford coppola steven spielberg steven spielberg they start making a name for themselves you got a lot of those sort of counterculture grungy yeah. type films that happened a lot in the set. Jack Nicholson is actually in a few of those really early movies, those American indie films. So yeah, there's 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 a certain certainly a cultural shift in the United States at the very least. But I guess whatever happens in the United States, you know, we eat it up here <laughs> in Canada. Uh, as far as Britain, 
Would there be, wouldn't, would there be a big uh, major cultural change, I suppose? I Thatcher. Mean, uh, that was more 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's early 80s. But that the book, it, the book that we're going to discuss is is uh, play, takes place. I think it's meant to be 1981. It's printed in 1991, and I think from the uh, the, the reading I've been doing, um, the intention of the author was to take the character and just transplant him into the 1980s. Yes. So essentially. And that's kind of what makes that's what kind of makes this book interesting. We'll get into its quality and we'll talk plot soon enough. I'm sure you have a wonderful plot synopsis <laughs> for us. Perhaps. But what's interesting about this book is that it kind of plays fast <clears throat> excuse me, fast and, and, and loose with the rules of continuity like the movies. If the actor changes, the actor gets older, they just change actor and it's still quote the same guy. Uh, That's sort of what this book is. It's still James Bond. It's but oh, we're in the eighties now. <laughs> I, I think, like in the movies, is gonna be uh, an expression that's gonna be coming more often than it did when we were reading uh, Fleming's original work. Uh, but after reading the book, uh, I should have. We should have waited for a view to a kill. Mm, yeah, there's uh, certainly at the start. Anyways, th- those first few chapters. Uh, there's a lot of a view to a kill in there. A lot, actually. Um, as the plot develops, you know, maybe a, a little bit less. Um, but I would say there's certainly a number of elements of this book that do harken back to the film Bond, the movie Bond, oh. which I, I, I wonder what it must have been like uh, being John Gardner and... and, and being invited to write these stories. It's funny, this week, the spry, the, I can never say the name of the show, the Spy Brary, Spy Brary podcast released an episode where they actually talk about John Gardner, believe oh. it or not. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I'm very anxious to listen to that. Shout out to the Spy Brary podcast. It's pretty good. Um, I say this week by the time this comes out. It's like a month ago. I, I, honestly, I, I listen to the... To the I, I, I have all, almost all the James Bond podcast feeds or anything spy related on my on my, on my my phone, but I don't necessarily listen to every episode. Like to, cause I yeah, well, it's like an author. I don't really know. I never read the book. I don't want spoilers of a book I've never read or something like that. Yeah. And I, I'm not terribly well-versed in Gardner. I've read like two or three of them, and it was a long time ago. So this was, I had read this before. This was not a first-time read, oh. but it felt like a first-time read, basically. It, it was like New York. Uh, I've been here before, but I, I don't remember anything. I've actually, rereading it and uh, researching it, I've discovered that actually I tried to read that book when I was about, must have been 10, 12 years old, and I was looking for a James Bond book because I, I knew of the movies, and I was like, oh, let's uh, find a book, and th- that's the only one they had. And I, honestly, I... I I, I, the only chapter I read is the first one because that's the inter- I, I remember the only thing I remember from that reading that it's something on a plane mm. so uh, th- that's my experience so far with the movie but I've read it and I'm pretty sure like you said you don't remember anything no. so well, again I'm going to have to give you plot, the entire plot in detail I barely read it a few weeks ago I don't remember anything <laughs> All right, but, it, but it's better than the, the Fleming books right didn't read any of them <laughs> <laughs> at least I read this one. You read this one I at think. least, at least this time. Um, but let me remind you, I got my plot synopsis. <clears throat> the double section has been closed since the realignment purge. M has made James Bond his single asset, his only 
problem eliminator. His 007. But things have started to slow down for Bond. He yearns for more challenging assignments. And he has been slightly changing his habits. Cigarettes have now lighter tar content. He drinks less. But he's still as fit as ever. Bond's wish for a tough assignment seems to be granted. Franco, a world-renowned terrorist, has been coming and going to England in different disguise for some time. It appears that he has been in contact with nuclear physicist Dr. Anton Angus Murich, Laird of Merkeldy. Uh, Bond is ordered to get close to Murich and discover what he and Franco are up to. Bond learns more details about Anton Murich, his background as a nuclear physician, his strange origin and possible illegitimate claim to the title of Laird. Also introduced are Murich's entourage. Mary Jane Mashkin, a nuclear physician slash lover working for Mirk. Kaber, a large tug that obeys the Laird without question. And Lavender Peacock, ward to the Laird and part-time model. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually... <laughs> Attending the Ascot horse... <laughs> I, I'm red horse face. <laughs> Attending the Ascot horse race, Bond steals Murich's ward Lavender Peacock's precious necklace only to return it. The stratagem works and Bond is invited to the Lair's castle to discuss future possible employment. Bond arrives at Murich Castle while surveying the fortress. 007 is surprised by the Lair's goon, but Bond manages to talk his way out and gets invited to the castle. After a tour of the uh, fortress, Bond is able to covertly listen to Murich and Franco's discussion about Operation Meltdown, uh, but isn't able to get the details when he is interrupted by Marjan Mashkin, who tries and fails to seduce 007. Later the same evening, Lavender Peacock enters Bond's room. They discuss Murich's treatment of her, he apparently has killed some of her past suitors, suitors and seems to be involved in some sort of scheme with Franco. Bond, confident that he has enough information and that his mission is over, plans to escape. He bids adieu to Lavender before jumping into his sab and attempts to flee Murich Castle. After a car chase that involves uh, an helicopter, 007 is forced off the road and knocked unconscious in a crash. Bond awakens in an operating theater. He is injected with truth serum, but even under duress, 007 doesn't crack, but eventually faints. Luckily for our, our beloved, luckily for 007, Murich decides to bring him along while he makes final preparations for Operation Meltdown. Bond awakens and realizes that he's now in Prépignan, France. He realizes that he's in... Uh, uh, wait, is it Rossignon or Perpignan? Perpignan, Perpignan. Perpignan. That he's in Perpignan, France. Quickly, Bond manages to create a diversion and escapes Murich. He tries to contact London, only to finally realize that Lavender, during a fashion show, is to be executed by Franco. Bond finds Lavender's would-be assassin... In the struggle, Marshkin, Murich's lover slash scientist, is killed. Instead of Lavender, Franco is also offed after a brief struggle. Back in Murich's claws, the lair explains why he tried to have Lavender killed. She, in fact, is the true heir of Mercaldi. 
His claim to the title are unfounded. Worst, Murik had Lavender's parents killed. The fake Laird is saddened to learn of Marshkin's fate, but still presses on with Operation Meltdown. Bond is thrown in a cell with Lavender where they make love. Meanwhile, M and the MI6 team are on high alert after receiving 007's interrupted call. Bond and Lavender are woken up and brought to Murik's command plane. Finally, Murik activates Operation Meltdown. Six terrorist cells have taken control of nuclear power plants over the, all over the world with orders to destroy the plants unless their demands are met. It's employed to force people, the governments, to use safer regulation uh, for uh, nuclear reactors that um, Murik developed. I'm sorry, I forgot to put that part in the synopsis. But Bond, with quick reflexes, manages to escape and send the code to cancel Meltdown. Knocks Mirik out and faces against Kaber. Bond and Kaber fight while French fighters are alerted by M are sent to intercept. Finally, it's Lavender that manages to kill Kaber. Having survived the ordeal, Bond escapes. Uh, no, Bond realizes that Murik not only uh, has escaped, but, but plans to go back to his castle. With Be Bill Tanner in tow, 007 infiltrates the castle once more and confronts Murik one last time before the villain is taken down with a bazooka. Okay, it's, it's, it's something that belongs in Death Wish 3. Lavender learns of her true heritage. She is the true heir of the Mercaldis, the true lady of the castle. She plans to restore her estate to its former glory as she plans to spend some time with Bon. Yeah, that's the, that's the plot. Was it okay? Was it too long? I think it was okay. Quite a lady, thought James Bond as the train snaked from the platform. Quite a lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you want to go plot point by plot point? Well, as, as we are wont to do, usually when we talk about the books and the films. And I'll, I'll start with the beginning, because the first chapter uh, is the only thing that I think I remembered. Um, cause it's a striking the, chapter. The chapter when the guy is on the plane and putting makeup oh, it's on? it's in an airport. Yeah. And he changes his, uh, well, putting makeup on. I mean, it's, if, you, if you put it that way, yeah, it's a boring chapter or kinky chapter. <laughs> um, no, what he, what he does is he changes his entire appearance. He has prosthetics that he puts into his, in his mouth, so to speak. Uh, changes his, uh, he removes uh, hair coloring. Changes, he changes his suitcase, actually. Yeah. <laughs> changes, he puts a whole entirely new wrapping over the suitcase. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, the, an unknown man who cannot be known because he changes his appearance so efficiently, quickly. He changes identity, but I think and that's... And he's at an airport, so this man is obviously going somewhere. Like, there's there's intrigue, there's suspense here. There's suspense, but it was disappointing. And I, I think it finds echo in Twine, the word is enough, is that it sets up a, a an interesting villain. Like, it, it, it makes you, oh, who's this dude? And the character itself doesn't really have much of an arc. No, we do not see Franco hardly at all, really. Yeah. There is eventually 
tête à tête between Bond and Franco at uh, in Perpin uh, no in Roussillon I think barely barely worth mentioning actually he just kills him yeah a little bit of a, a wet noodle yeah, uh, Franco so uh, that's why I uh, that's part of the reason why I I, I just well, I suggested pairing the only thing that we also want to discuss Pierce Brosnan which we hadn't hadn't done with we were uh, itching yeah we're itching for some uh, some Brosnan. Some piece of Brosnan. Uh, yeah, I have a piece of that Brosnan. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it sets up a villain that never actually pays off dramatically. Is does he doesn't have an arc? No, he he remains in the shadows for all intents and no. purposes throughout the book. The real villain, the real antagonist, as obviously you elaborated on in your synopsis, is Anton Murek, uh, the Laird of Mercaldi. Mercaldi. <laughs> um, You know, for some reason, I really can't explain it. I mean, his Gardner's physical description of him has no resemblance to this character, but I couldn't stop thinking of uh, Maria Klaus Brandauer from <laughs> Never Say Never Again. That's who I kept seeing in this book. I don't uh, know why. I, 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 the charm, sort of. The charm, yeah. the uh, the bravado, the brava, the, bra the bravado, the bravado, and the. Uh, Sort of flaunting his intellectual superiority yeah. while making really dumb mistakes. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you just kill him? Why, why, why is he still alive? Yeah, there's something. Well, that's very Fleming-esque, though. You know, I yeah, can kill you Flem right now, but you're gonna tag along. Cause yeah, but mm, I don't. I, I, oh, I, we we had a lot. We you know, although I think we still liked Goldfinger on the whole. We we complained quite a bit oh, about that book. You know. Uh, Yeah, gold, especially Goldfinger is probably the most. Uh, there's there's some lazy things in Goldfinger. Yeah, but this one, I'm like, ah, oh, there, there's so many times. Why is he still alive? Why, <laughs> why are are you showing him your 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 plane and the command center and telling him, hmm, this bu this button will blow my plane? Not exactly that, but he's like, mm. you're giving him the keys. To, why, why don't you just like sit down and let him blow your he, operation? Because he's powerless. Because he's powerless. James Bond can't do anything. He's attached. Caber is snooping about, keeping an eye on yeah, them. And that's I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't rely on Peacock. I mean, she's the poor, the, the poor girl. I mean, she, she's, she's out of her depth. You know, there's no way James Bond's going to win. But that's after <laughs> uh, he managed to kill uh, his lover, uh, his uh, like fall guy. And uh, Franco, this incredible the, terrorist. This incredible terrorist that just... Like, I, I don't even remember how he dies, but I know he gets he off. He gets shot, doesn't he? he? I think he does. Because like, he's chasing... A, it's been they go up in the tower, then they fight, they take a tumble down the steps because there's the fashion show going on, and Franco... How the hell does he kill Franco? Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, I finished this book like three weeks ago. Yeah, that's the thing. You know when we were saying this is our third kick at the can? I haven't reread the book. I, I, it's, 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 yeah, well, I took notes, thankfully, but um, even rereading, uh, that's something I missed. I think he gets shot. I think he gets mm. shot either by Bond or the police. I think the police showed up and they just shot him. My, might be... <laughs> You know, miss I'm misremembering. <laughs> let's start with the let's start with the start. Good job, Edgar. Yeah. Uh, so after the first chapter, I do appreciate the chapter where it's Friday night, my favorite night. <laughs> We're recording on a Friday, actually. Very inhibitual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a Friday night, and James Bond in his sob, no less, is going to his country house. He's bought a country house. Yes, like, this is kind of different. And I, I met this chick. I don't know why he's not talking out loud, but you know he's met this this 
is sort of uh, inter inner monologuing. Mm. Not really. It's not the the uh, omniscient uh, narrator is describing Bond's mm. thought basically. Yeah, it's gonna be a great weekend. I have this broad with me. This bird. It's gonna be brilliant. We're just gonna fornicate all weekend long. It's gonna be brilliant. And he shows up. He does show up to his cottage. Phone rings. Special line. Bill Tanner. We need uh, you, Double Seven. Could you come to the office, please? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> and he's not really happy. And that's when we we also learn a lot has changed for for our men since yes. uh, last time we saw him. And mm -hmm. it they never give details to his past adventures. They evoke like the Casino Royale is mentioned. Have to. I don't on. have to. Yeah, please avoid <laughs> yawning. Um, yeah, you know, I know you don't have to, and that's not that's not why I'm there. But I, you know, I've I've read Fleming, and I I, you know, I pay attention to that, so I'm like, oh, I appreciate the effort. But you don't need to, and uh, that's not the intention. The intention is to update a little bit the character, but not to a degree that he becomes unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. They he still smokes, he still sleeps around, he still eats like uh, there's no tomorrow. Uh, but his tar content is mentioned. He smokes a little bit less. He's yeah. more reasonable. He's mm. not like a future uh, cancer he's not, patient. He's not a well, chimney. Yeah, he's not a chimney. Like 70 cigarettes. He also doesn't drive a Bentley anymore. Doesn't drive a Bentley. They had a promotion. I've read on that. That car, they did like some promo type of promotion with the car. I think it shows up in other books too. I might be... Oh, we'll find out. Uh, Misremembering. Mis Let me bring that up because I wrote stuff on the car. Do, 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 do. He also doesn't uh, carry a Walther anymore. Yeah, but that's, that's actually a good thing because the Walther is such an old gun that like... The fact that it's still being produced today is only because of its James Bond connection. Mm, because it's like 80 years old. It is, it is an old gun. Like when he got the PP9, the PP9 is actually a more modern, more logical uh, upgrade. Mm. I, I wouldn't mind if they didn't use the PPK. I love, I love the, the PPK, but I mean for realism... <laughs> you, you love the PPK? Le PPK. <laughs> I love making some PPKs. Uh, but you know, yeah, for, for realism's sake, they... they, they I wouldn't mind if they got back to the P P99. I don't know which... This has nothing to do with the plot, mind you, and we need to get cracking here, but I don't know which edition of the book you have, but my edition is stupid. But this this is from Pegasus Books. I'm going to read the blurb. I, I, I have the same copy, but... A uh, brilliant portrayal of the most famous spy in the world in the first Bond adventure after the passing of the great Ian Fleming. Loser. Eh, error. <laughs> hey, Somebody didn't do job. their research. Good job, Pegasus. <laughs> there are also printing issues. Like there are words where there are letters missing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I also listen to the audiobook mostly because I was Does pressed. Does he read the words with the letters missing? I, I, I was pressed for time. Sorry, I bought the book. I bought a, a digital copy and I bought the audio copy. I, I own these books like three times now. So basically this is your favorite. No. <laughs> Not really. Uh, it's not my favorite book, but um, I mean, we'll discuss it as we go along. Mm. But uh, um, so Bond's got head, got to head back to London. Yeah, yeah. he's got a meeting with M and Bill Tanner and MI Five. Yeah, just odd. <laughs> I read the book. I I checked out the plot synopsis this morning at, at the office because I was like, oh right, I got to talk about this book I finished almost a month ago. 
And MI5 is brought up. All right, MI5. Yeah, it's true. MI, the guy from MI5 is, is, is in M's office at the start of this book. Still don't really get why MI5 is like, yeah, it's cool, Beans. Fine. Well, you can send Bond. It's because the, the, Fra- they, they the Franco notice, connection. Yeah, they've noticed that Franco has been sneaking into the... And they, they, they know he's been coming in, but you know they wanted to catch the bigger fish, so they let mm. him through, yeah. and they, they, they know he's meeting with uh, mm. Anton uh, Murek. So... And that's where Bond is brought in because they want they want more information. And Bond uh, is charged like his mission is to basically pass himself as a so most uh, as mercenary. a mercenary and get sort of invited, get into the inner circle of Murray. But he has to he has to feign his way into uh, the high society that is the the Murkaldi, uh Township and 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 you know they're very obviously he's very wealthy, you know uh, Mary Jane Watson <laughs> and Lavender and Lavender Peacock you know they're obviously you know she's a model and Mary Jane M J as we call her <laughs> is is quite a woman and you know it's also it's a very elaborate setup they meet up at the um, at the Atscott uh, race yeah this is where the uh, of you two I killed. Yeah, I, I got yeah. and well, you were in New York you were in New York when you started reading the book and mm. I, I, I knew of that scene and I'm like, wow they, 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 I hadn't read I think you read you were past where I was because I oh didn't mention the character of Q. Oh yeah, no well, yeah there's there's a few interesting chapters before we go get to the Ascot race. Uh so, so there's a meeting with MI five and, and M Bond, you're gonna have to infiltrate uh you're gonna have to infiltrate. What's his face? Murik. Murik. Bond's like, all right, so, so, uh, and and so Bond studies um, uh, Anton, and it's revealed that in in Q branch, um, it's not. Uh, well, we never really knew who Q was in the in the Fleming novels. It's really, major brute, yeah, brute, right? But it's not like a character per se. No, it's uh, it's. But they've been doing some hiring. Yep. Mm. It's uh, you know, equal opportunity. And it's time for cute. That's it's the modern age. Mm-hmm. Exactly, 1981 modern age. It's uh, out with the Q, in with the cute, uh, which is a nickname they give to Anne Riley. I'm Anne right. Riley, right? And I think right, she's right. based on a real person because in the introduction, um, that the author uh, Garner uh, sort of thanks. Uh, I, I think it's her name is Ayn Rand. She's uh, some sort of engineer, and she helped them with the uh, some of the tech, the uh, techno babble that they mentioned. Apparently, he says in the book, everything is the, in, in, described in this book is real, and a lot of elements that uh, I mean, I think the the uh, they talk about heads up, head up display in 1981 that was already a thing. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's something else about this book. Now. <laughs> This, this is a really interesting book because when you when you start to read this when you know you're going to have Garner for a long time like we got mm-hmm. a lot of Garner ahead of us and first impressions count for a lot and maybe his style will change uh, you know plot is important characters mood tone and I think Garner is good at those things so he definitely doesn't have nor was I expecting him to but just the same. He certainly doesn't have that flair for colorful descriptions that Fleming does. Uh, he doesn't research as much as Fleming did. And it, it shows. He really likes describing tech. And I 
don't care to read about descriptions of tech. You know, the, 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 the stuff that I loved about Fleming is travelogy, is, uh, you know, this entire... I think an entire chapter in um, uh, Thunderball where he describes uh, the origin of the uh, player's uh, package. Oh, man. That's one of my favorite. In our Fleming debriefing, I've, I fell in love with Domino Pitacci during that because it, it was such an emotional and a beautiful... And I thought she was pretty hot and interesting to begin with. But then <laughs> she starts telling this story, and I'm like, man, I got to marry this woman if she was real. <laughs> That's such a great chapter. I, honestly, it... it, it he always blends truth with fiction, and it turns out it's completely fake. But it, the way it's described, and because I've read, by the time we read that book, I'd read a lot of Fleming already. I'm like, I had to, like, honestly, if you ask me after reading that chapter if it was true, I'm like, oh, of course, Fleming did his research. No, it's fake. He's able to blend uh, fiction with reality in a way that sometimes it blurs the line. With Gardner, every time I ask myself, is is there a village of Mercaldi? No, there isn't. Mm-hmm. Is there a lord of Marcaldi? Is there anything? No. Even the town of Herpini mentioned a festival or something, and I'm not entirely certain. You know what? Funnily enough, I actually started Googling some things, yeah. believe it or not. Uh, his, his description of, of where the fashion show takes place, I don't remember the name of the building itself, but it, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's there. It kind of looks like the way it's described in the book. Oh. You know, Perpignan, well, obviously Perpignan is a place. It kind of looks like the way he describes it. And, and the, the no, Roussignon is the brand of the clothing, isn't it? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> but but there are, uh, in the evening that this fest- the, these festivities take place, there's a square. And he, he describes like a building that used that is now a post office that used to be some sort of a bank. Like that's actually the, I don't know. Don't ask me why I Google nothing during 14 Fleming books and I decided to Google during the... That's just how Edgar thinks. That's just how he works. But no, that actually was fairly accurate. I could I was Google imaging the stuff he was talking about and it's there. Yeah. So he does research. But it, it lacks flair. I mean, he does. And you mentioned the thing. It's, he's fascinated with tech because the plane that eventually... Uh, it's described that Marcaldi b- built his sort of command center on is an actual plane. It's been, mm. it, it, since then, it, at the time, it was probably the, the biggest, best uh, thing that he could uh, probably afford. But by now, it's been discontinued that mm. that plane is uh, no longer in use. You know, another detail that is that he mentions Six power plants. Uh, four of the six are real. The two other ones, I'm like, I, I googled. I'm like, if if they're real, I couldn't find any information. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's a little weird. That's he wouldn't yeah. have found two other ones that actually existed. Or they they might have changed. I mean, I think the two are in Germany. Maybe. Yeah, but to not find anything. Um, maybe because of of the Berlin Wall and everything. I don't know, man. But I couldn't find. Like I googled, and I, w- I was a uh, oh, Google was stuck. <laughs> I was at work, so I'm like, I couldn't necessarily always make my verification. Um, and I honestly, with my new job, I won't be able to do as much research as I used to be. Oh, so my phone won't be buzzing like five times a day while I'm doing work and no, during no, no. my break. Oh, I missed five messages from Matthew. What do we should do this? We should do that. Check this poster. Hey, good for me, man, because <laughs> I, 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 I'm so happy. Like, it, it feels iffy. Like it, it doesn't feel as inspired as Fleming's uh, description or research. And that's not necessarily to say that Fleming, you know, never created 
any of, of, of the locations necessarily, as we establish in our You Only Live Twice uh, review, there are no castles in yeah. Japan. So let's not let's not dock points off of Gardner's style or, or work ethic because of something that Fleming was never guilty of either. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give him credit. I think the the idea of the villain and the motivation somewhat is actually kind of brilliant. I like it too. Because I, I, I did the timeline because uh, the villain is a nuclear physician and he says uh, early in the book that uh, all the measures for security are insufficient in most nuclear power plants and his uh, goal is to create a crisis that will force uh, governments to uh, imp- employ him or at least actually use um, stronger methods of uh, safety for nuclear power plants. And he says that inevitably uh, there's going to be a crisis, there's going to be a catastrophe uh, involving a nuclear power plant. And oh, I'll just push things in the direction uh, of that catastrophe, the China syndrome. Yeah. But five years later, we, we had Chernobyl. I know. And Chernobyl, is Chernobyl not mentioned in here? It's uh, eerie because I think he rattles off some plants like, think about this one, think about that one. And I think he mentions Chernobyl at some point. I, I'm like, and I knew that this was written before that. So that yeah. was a bit eerie. Yeah. Well, just I, I, at first I didn't pay attention to it. And that's why I meant uh, I mentioned before we started recording that I'm glad we had the time because that actually, that stayed in my brain. I'm like, wait a minute. And it's like, wow, that's actually a Did real... Garner caused Chernobyl? <laughs> no, but it's it's he was right. And I'm pretty sure people... And that's the thing. Uh, we're going to talk about the movie a little bit, the movies a little bit more because I feel like the influence of the movies has started to rear its... Uh, in the, the book, the, the new the new canon, the uh, yeah. Gardner canon. Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely I mean, the, the scene with cute, and that's the thing. Inner flat. Yeah, inner. Well, even before when he's then and that's when we were in New York. I'm like, I I, I told you wait till you're at that scene when oh. he's cleaning his gun. I'm like, <laughs> you're you're just gonna picture Roger Moore. And yeah. he's climbing, and the way it's described, it's very erotic way that he's sort of disassembling his gun and so forth. Like, uh, 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 uh. Sort of uh, like almost stroking it, stroking it in front of the uh, the, the, the it's almost sexual harassment. But delightful, uh, this delightful. <laughs> but of course, this is James Bond. Now it's it's made very clear that Cute has refused the advances of pretty much anybody in the office that has made any sort of attempt uh, to to woo her. But of course, this isn't just anybody around the office. This is W Seven we're talking about. It's here. Bond. Irresistible. <laughs> so she doesn't mind it when he strokes it, and uh, and they actually go out on a date. Yeah, yeah, they have a nice little dinner, and she <clears throat> brings him back to her flat. Yep, and then <laughs> one of the this never happened in the Fleming books. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was has really a light show and holograms and moving walls and a fountain. This felt like never say never again. Some like I could imagine like the autograms. I'm like that's never say never again. Never like if they made never say never again again, it, it would die another day. Yes, also also that yeah, that's actually you know, holograms show like, up. What is happening? Uh, you think it's gonna show up? Show back up that it's gonna be a plot point that, that he's gonna use an hologram or something? No, it's just there for for a. Why it's it's useless to the plot. It's bizarre. I mean, I'm surprised l- an editor didn't cut this. Let me tell you this. L- let me say that 
I can't speak this evening. We never usually record yeah, this no, late. Um, what I think is going on, and this is where it gets exciting because we got all those books lined up, but this is the first one. I think Cute, unlike Boothroyd, who's like sometimes referenced, but he's not really a thing, I think Cute is going to be a recurring character. I think she's going to be the Q of the Gardner books. Uh, do you want spoilers or non-spoilers? Ah, oh, shoot. Uh, she 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 sticks around. I don't know if she's in all of the novels, but, but I've, I'm just the same. This is like her. Check this new character we made up or I made up, and you know, d- didn't you think that was cool? Because she's coming back. You know, I you think know that's what? what this I, is. I did not dislike her. I I feel like it changes the dynamic of the and you know what, uh, the 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 thing that fascinated me of rereading the, all the Fleming material is that. Miss Moneypenny is not a non-character in she's those nothing. books. Nothing. She's, she's not she, an entity. And somebody wrote novels about her. I'm like, where did you get... <laughs> like, there's the Miss Moneypenny diaries. diaries. Yeah. I'm like... Which apparently are perfectly fine, but it is. it does be- beg the question, based on what? <laughs> and I love... If, you know, honest, honestly, it probably the movies, because in the book, she's she's not... She, 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 I wouldn't she, mind... Doing them at some point down the road, they're they're no, they're, they're, they're there, they're ca- canon, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Weird. As yeah, I wouldn't mind, but I also wouldn't mind doing the young, the young Bond book. So <laughs> TBD. I'm I, yeah, you know this you is know a, what? yeah we're we're on on dérapleur. We gotta get back to license <laughs> renewed. I, I had something to say about the young Bonds, but whatever. Right. Um, so she's she's an interesting addition. She sort of combines. Q and the Miss Moneypenny of the movies. He's yeah. sort of a yeah. amalgam of yeah. both entities. Smoking hot. Yeah, that's the cute nerd. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Revenge of the Nerd, but like a cute nerd. Mm. Uh, like uh, what's, irresistible. What's the movie with with uh, Paul Walker and um, that that uh, Pretty Prince Junior and. She's all that. It's like um, Rachel Lee Cook in that movie. She, you just all she needs to do is remove the the glasses. Right, yeah, oh, yeah, she's yeah. hot! Wow, yeah. it's that type of uh, situation. If only she wasn't freaking blind. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she feel, but if uh, the entire scene, I mean, I, I this book all, most of the time I'm picturing Roger Moore in the while reading this book. Um, it's funny you say that. I understand why you're saying that. I do, uh, but. I, I saw Connery in my head. Actually, no, it's, no I, pr- I mostly saw Connery still. Really? Yeah. There's something about literary bond because it's that's the source. That's where it started. It started as books. And at the inception of the film franchise, it was Connery. Like, I remember, like, spoilers for, what's it called? Carte Blanche? Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche. Even though it's modern... I saw like a 35-year-old Connery in my oh. head. Yeah. there's If it's a book, it's Connery for some reason. Yeah. It changes. With, for me, it, it's, it, it depends on the book. It's If I get a vibe, different different book, different vibe. Sometimes I make up my own 007 in my head. For carte blanche, I made up my own like modern guy. Um, but this one, I got the strong vibe of Roger Moore. There's a, uh, this bond it's as a whiff of Roger. No, but he's, he's more assured and he's more confident than any, like he, he's not unfazed by the situation, but like it's, it's a, 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 a well, 
Oh, season. He is. He's a seasoned yeah. Bond. He's not the young Bond of the early Flemings, nor is he the older, more uh, word-weary of the later books where he's lost his wife, lost his mind, and... Uh, um, or Solo, where he's like 45 years old I, or something I, like that. I have not, not read Solo yet, but... I'll yeah, we'll get the one with it. We've had a long <laughs> time ago. It's like in five years, Solo. Um, but, Bond uh, 27. Yeah, right, sure. There was something about... Uh, Oh, yeah, but, you know, confident, but I, I will say this, Garner's pretty good at, uh, it's not really a torture scene, but I guess the equivalent of the torture scene in this movie is the it, tooth serum scene. It is a torture scene. It is a, yeah. it is, it is a torture it's, it's, scene. It's mental torture. Yeah. And no, I actually kind of liked it a lot. I, I was actually re-listening to the audiobook version, and it's, it, it's it, 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 you know, I love these audiobooks, the, the actors sometimes the prose on paper I don't react to it but when I hear it when I hear it perform it just uh, it becomes alive mm. and I'm more an audio person than a, um, a visual person so I'm in between but sometimes I lean more on one side than the other, other for, for I think every book we've done you've mostly listen to the audio yeah yeah, yeah. Bob, uh-huh. i've done both i've done both mm-hmm. i've done like because I, I tend to reread per- certain passage to like really uh, soak in mm. soak them in and uh, this one th- this passage i because i was re-listening to it i'm like it's, it's actually quite good because the thing that happens in the book uh he gets the mission and he goes to the ascot race he performs it's funny uh, i was looking it's mentioned that he's reading a book on pickpocketing yeah he practices a move the book from what i understood doesn't exist but the person that supposedly wrote that book actually did um so that person was like it's weird the two power plants a book not existing one place not existing but another place existing it's weird huh it's (laughs) strange it's not i mean it's the 80s you had you didn't have computers i don't know like and plus, Fleming was a journalist. I think he had a, a natural instinct for that, that mm. and his background in, in espionage. Yeah, that so. natural curiosity for detail and, and, and reporting. Mm-hmm. He was a reporter, so yeah. Uh, so Gardner was not. Exactly. And the entire Ascot scene and feels... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I got strong. And then you told me, you were reading that bo- that part of the book in New York. You said it's a view to a kill. It, it, it legit is a view to a kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it definitely is. Like, you got betting on a horse that has no chance to win. Well, actually, well, what is different and is that... And it's the same one, racetrack. It's the exact same racetrack as in A View to a Kill. That's, uh, and I like, I wasn't too sure, and I verified, no. and it is. It's one of those things where, like, in the fan community, you, you often, I'm sure we've said this, too, on the show or maybe off mic, like, oh... You know, they don't want to touch the continuation of They don't want to touch the end. And, you, you know, then you see Spectre and it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then you read this and you go like, what? <laughs> no, and they do go into the continuation. They, they, they don't do. say it. They do. But they, they do. do. They they pick and choose. And honestly, this plot that the villain come, came up with actually is... I, I, I really like the plot. It is. It it, is. It, it, for a movie adaptation, it would need some tweaking, some adjusting, because mm. I think six power points at, at the same time is a little bit ridiculous. But just one nuclear power is horrifying enough. Like yeah. six is just is so big, it, it becomes ridiculous. Yeah, if, if, if they act, because the idea is it's so terrifying. The, the risks are so uh, nightmarish, so apocalyptic that, of course, the governments will pay up. Yeah. So it's not gonna happen. That's the gag. That's 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 the ploy. Um, but I was thinking, 
you know, obviously, obviously, James Bond is going to save the day, so I'm not too worried about it. Although I do, I do want to find out how he saves the day. But what if James Bond did muck it up, and the China say like, would six power plants? Wouldn't the whole world? Oh, the, the entire. <laughs> I mean, even when uh, when you read about Chernobyl, when Chernobyl happened for a while, I mean, it, it, things look dire. Like if if uh, the people the people that a lot of people sacrificed themselves. Uh, and uh, if they hadn't, uh, we wouldn't be there today. Like, like, the, the, that thing would have like, and, and it's covered by, a, like they covered up with with uh, sort of a, uh, they call it um, a, a sarcophage, like a sarcophagus of uh, metal to like block the radiation. And if that thing ever crumbles, I mean, we're, f- we're screwed. That that thing is just still radi like radioactive. To oh, this that day. doesn't go over. That doesn't leave uh, over a weekend. Yeah. That's there for decades, hundreds of years. Like it's mm. like thirty years ago, oh. coming on to forty. Oh, it's gonna be there for uh, generations and de- generations and generations. So this plan, because and Anton Murek doesn't actually want to destroy the world. Again, the ploy is that well, why would they not? Like they're not retarded. Of course, they're gonna pay me and to prevent it from happening in time, but. If that fail, like if Anton's own ploy failed and they actually did it, it's the end of the world. And also that he, the fact that he uses terrorists and you like, okay, they're gonna listen to your code names, but they, 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 they're not in their right mind. They could just say, "Screw this, we're blowing it up." Yeah, because if Franco, it is such a big gamble when you think about it's it. Insane, it's insane. Because of a code name, they're gonna turn themselves in. What the hell? I know it's not an air. I like, like you. It, I like the idea of the plot. It's there's a cleverness to it. There's obviously a, a a you know there's a real world element to it. As you know, it's not an airtight plot. Uh, you know, it, it, the plot has its weaknesses, but it's still enjoyable and it's still uh, bold. It's bold. I like the I like the bold plots. I like Goldfinger's plot. Yeah. That's a great plot. Well, it, it is you a Goldfinger's plot for yeah. all for all intents and purposes. You know, uh, no. So I I still in, enjoyed it, and and um, we're sort of going back and forth in 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 the plot here. But so we go to the Ascots. Bets it, on a horse that has no chance of winning. Oh, wins. lo and behold, it wins. It's also Anton's. Um, a horse he, he he loves horse race well, horse is a horse of course yeah, absolutely and we also meet uh mj and uh lavender peacock who um, is just stunning yeah that's all she is honestly this is the one of the worst bond girls we had in all canon so far um let's see uh we didn't really like vesper She's probably on par with Vesper, the book version. Bond fans, read Casino Royale, the book, you understand. She's no Eva Green. No, absolutely not. I don't know. I think Vesper's probably still at the bottom, but there's not much to Lavender. She's she's obviously very sweet. She wants to do well. She's you know she's the, she's she's a she's a prisoner. She's a kept yeah. bird. She's 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 in her cage. They even allude to the fact that she has had lovers, and some of them may have been assassinated. Yeah. actually. So obviously, he, Anton is keeping a very, very tight grip on poor Lavender. I like the name Lavender Peacock. It's no, a little it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's pure. Fun. It, it, yeah. it is pure Fleming. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, but it's true. There's not that much development there. I think Gardner tries to make up for that 
uh, by it being her who kills. Uh, Would you picture her as as lavender peacock in your mind? I actually had at least have a candor in my mind. Oh um, yeah, I had no one. Like mm. honestly, that character, like I couldn't. I'm trying, and I'm. I, I usually cast in my head people. That we're around around the same period, so I'm like, yeah, we had fun with the Colonel Sun poster. Yeah. It was a lot yes. of fun. Yes, I'm like this person. Um, I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, people, if you're interested, uh, tr- ask me uh, to tell me tell me which actor do you think I casted yeah, for which part? Every one of those characters is based on a person. is a real actor. Yeah, from that, generally from that time. Yeah, you know, that's fun. I like that. The, the the one that I uh, was uh, Faye Dunaway as uh, Marshkin, Mar- MJ Marshkin, sort of that older but still pretty. She's in her late. F- you know who I actually had in mind? Yeah, go ahead. A slightly older. Um, come on, solitaire. What's her name? Jean Seymour. Yeah, I actually Cur- saw current Jean Seymour. Day, Jean Seymour. Uh, current day, obviously, she what married MJ's like in her forties or oh, something yeah, like that. True. But yeah, like a forty-ish. Jane Seymour. Like uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was MJ. Yeah. Okay. That's sort of what I had in my head. She's American, so it fits. That's why I was... For Kaber, I didn't have anyone in mind. Maybe... Not really. Maybe the guy who played Darth Vader. David uh, Prowse. David Prowse. Yeah, they need a big burly guy. He was a big burly guy. I barely know what he looked like, so... Well, he had, like... Uh, grayish hair. It was pretty built. He, he played Frankenstein in one of those Amber films. Oh yeah, the the one where he's buff. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's who I was picturing. Interesting. Um, for for uh, our lead villain, uh, you know, who I was picturing Sean Connery, but older Sean Connery, <laughs> circa nineteen ninety eight, The Avengers, Sean Connery. I haven't seen that in a long. I haven't time. seen that movie, but I looked at the trailer and that. Looks like a hot piece of garbage. We need to review that. No, it's, we don't. Oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, my name's Matt. Uh, Why you're listening to the uh, Avengers Complex? So we have all our villains. Um, they Bond shows up to the castle uh, using some um, night vision. Night vision. It's, it's the brand new tech. That yeah, the, great goggles or whatever he's wearing. Yeah. Man, the equipment he brings into this. I know. I know we're going ahead, but the equipment he brings into this castle—it's like holy moly. I mean, but there was a time when this was high tech stuff. This was really cool. This was thin point of the technology. Most of it is on my cell phone these days. Yeah, yeah it's quite astonishing. Quite astonishing how times have changed. And mind you, we're talking about 1981, and we're recording this in in the middle of 2019. So it wasn't exactly yesterday either. But still, we're still talking about computers. We're still talking about recording devices. We're still talking about night vision. You know, it's it's funny how things have changed in that respect. But so it's nighttime. He goes and well, obviously it's uh, Scotland. You know, the the, the the this the story takes place in Scotland predominantly. Well, not first half takes place in Scotland, and so you got night vision, and the uh, he gets picked up by some heavies, including uh, Kaber, who he. Uh, He's I, a shot in the nose, doesn't he? He bra- busts his nose. Mm. Um, he busts his nose. Uh, Caber no likey. Caber is like he's he's not the cleverest of the like he's no. he's not a mute like Aja, but he doesn't like feels like he barks more than he talks. Yes, and and another thing, Garner. Another thing. It's not like we said, but something that Garner does pick up from Fleming 
is having people the way dialogue is written oh phonetically yeah I have it written mm. phonetically there were some lines I had to read like two or three mm-hmm. times because I did not know what Cabra was saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had the audio audio book to help me mm. but yeah he's not a, he's a pretty much a caveman um, so it, after uh, some some scuttle uh, he gets invited gets uh, a tour of the the the, 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 the premises the, the castle of Mercaldi. Mercaldi. And Beautiful place. I don't remember if it's in the morning. I think it's in the morning he, where he has his... Uh, so there's, there are games and... Yes, I did like this. This this I thought was Fleming-esque. This was actually... Yeah. Uh, this So the Laird of, of Mercaldi sets up... I don't know if it's annually or what have you, but they have these festivities. Mm-hmm. I guess it's sort of some sort of a tradition, you know, the McCarldys have been there for eons Phil, and eons. So. You know what it reminds me? The island games that they celebrate in uh, Verdun, where it's like the the the, um, the, well, it's the Scottish uh, community. Hmm. That have this oh, the Highland games. Yeah, the Highland games. Okay, I heard island games. I was like, what? Island games? <laughs> I'm uh, mispronouncing probably. Oh. Yeah, but they have these gotcha. games and they, they have things where they throw logs around. I don't know what they do, but mm. it, it celebrates their own, it's, its own culture. And I'm like, that's what I'm picturing. People in kilts and sort of re- resting around. Yeah. Well, you got what? You got these tents are set up around the castle. You have, have music playing, people dancing, and it's all these traditional instruments, traditional dances. So it's sort of, you know, hearkening back to the long-standing culture that's lasted throughout the generations. So it's this joyful affair. And at noon sharp, I think it is, uh, Anton really wants James Bond to uh, fight Caber to see what kind of a man he is. And uh, first Bond is like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, gracias. Uh, but, you know, if you want a job, you want to fight So you have the balls for it, Mr. Yeah, Bond. Exactly. Do you have balls? Wow. Not that you put it that way. <laughs> uh, but Bond cheats, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's true. You don't see Bond cheat that often. He sort of, kind of, che- he out-cheats Hugo Drax yeah. at the card table. But you don't seem cheat very often. On physical confrontation is going to use every trick you mm. can in the, the fight As with... Simon explained a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> but the f- the fight in the um, the book version of From Russia with Love, like he faints being dead, and mm. then he, he stabs Red Grant, and Red Grant. I mean, it's only by pure luck that he got to jump up on on Red Grant. Grant would have overpowered book version of Bond. Like oh, you, it's, you can't. It's you basically Woody Allen against Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. both in their prime. Woody Allen versus a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, oops. So, but the thing is, obviously, the the intent is of the the fight is not to murder one another, but it's pretty clear that Caber is. is oh, Caber uh, wants to hurt. Uh, yeah, hurt pretty him. badly, pretty badly. But Bond does. What the heck does Bond do? He uh, puts he uses uh, um some to- spray, uh, doesn't he? Yeah, some type of toxin, and it looks like um and for all per- per- pretenses, uh, even for Caber, he f- he faints. He thinks mm. that he Bond managed to choke him, but Bond like. And it's it's a funny little moment that one because I'm reading this going like does nobody see Bond do this? <laughs> and he practices um, skills uh, yeah. to to to. Well, he's uh, a master pickpocket yeah. now, so he must be a master secret <laughs> sprayer. I got a secret spray for you. 
<laughs> but I, I actually like that detail that he practices because every time we we have we compare books with movies, but in the movies he shows up with those skills and like, uh, how did you have the time to become an expert on 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 flowers, on butterflies, on scotch, like something that like a like a two percent of people can possibly detect the d difference between. That Or beat the world record. What, what the heck is he driving and dying another day across the ice? Oh, boss, he beat your record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's actually, there's a races for that, but I think that's a personal record that he beats. But you know what I mean. Uh, but I, I actually liked him. He learned new skill. Like, and he practiced like a mm. moron, like we do when we want to learn new skills. We mm. have to practice and all. It's like when I learned to tie a tie, I, I practiced uh, an mm. entire afternoon just to make sure I learned to tie mm. a tie by by reflex. So mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I want, I want, I want to read the cut scene from the book where Bond like keeps passing himself out because he's spitting <laughs> in his own face. <laughs> Gotta get this right. <laughs> Third time's the charm. Oh. Um, and after that, we we uh, uh, Bon eventually uh, places some recording device, and he's able mm. to listen to the conversation. Mm. And I think he saw Franco for a fraction of a second. He sees him in the corner of his eye. He he, he knows he's in the he, he knows he's in the building. Uh, Franco, I think, is like upstairs, but there's a the terrorist is in the house. The yeah. terrorist oh, is yeah. in the house. Absolutely, absolutely. Go 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 go. <laughs> so yes so Bon is in his room a very strange room mostly black room <laughs> with weird uh, with, uh, with mirror sets the mirrors are set up in a fashion that it makes the room feel much bigger than it actually is it's I, I didn't really understand the geography of, of his bedroom except that his bed has its own television set and tapes of movies that are already in, uh, that are still in theaters <laughs> That Anton, he's got it made. He's evil. He parrots his own movies. Um, so he starts listening. And at first, you, you, I don't understand how much he gets, but he knows that they're up to something. And at one point, like somebody knock, comes knocking and it's uh, Mary Jane Marshkin. Mm -hmm. And she's really coming on to him hardcore. And <laughs> <laughs> if this was a movie, he would have banged the living hell out of her. Ah. Roger Moore Sweet would stuff. would have uh, would would have uh, more there like a fine wine. <laughs> Give her a good Roger. S sip that up. <laughs> Diguste. Mm -hmm. mm. Sweet, sweet. Make it last all night long. Go down smooth. <laughs> Make her sing music. He would have oh. made her sing music. <laughs> However, that's not what happens here. In fact, it's quite interesting. Um, This th well, this is where we're still firmly with. I get what you're saying about things about the films bleeding into this book, and, no, I, and I, I agree with him. But this one, this is Bond of the book because he actually says, "Yeah, no, nope, this is not smart." You know, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that's what I'm saying. The Bond of the movies would have, mm. but the Bond of the books, he doesn't sleep around as much. He, he has a reputation for it, but in the books, I don't think it's well. Well, he does, he does sleep with at least one per book, so we know he slept with at least, what, 14, 15 Flemings? Not always. He doesn't sleep with Galbrand. That's true. That's true. And in the, the, the short story, if you count the short That's stories. That's true. You know, we did the, the presentation about a year ago now. <laughs> uh, but he does, it is, it is mentioned in the books and Fleming, in the Fleming canon also that he sleeps with married women be, between missions. Like he's promiscuous, but he's not like 
des euh, des comment je pourrais dire ça genre like the uh, man whore that Sean Connery portrayed him as Roger Moore too oh Roger Moore's the worst <laughs> but yeah puts most people to shame yeah oh maybe even overdoes it a little bit a like, little bit you little didn't bit. have to bang her too <laughs> <laughs> why not what? What Martin. does one do in Rio for four hours and when doesn't Samba as he undresses her? Yeah. <laughs> and even she's like, what's happening? <laughs> <Huh>? What? <laughs> um, so uh, he refuses her. Uh, she leaves. And he, I don't know if he immediately listens to the tape, but the, the information is missing. Like the, the details, mm-hmm. they knocked the, accidentally in the, the micro, microphone mm-hmm. that he, he was uh, using and he can't, like, he only... He, List portions. He gets an, he he gets. What I think the name of the project, the fact that there are various locations across the globe. Uh, Franco is obviously involved. Uh, Murick is now culpable, but yeah, there's some. Again, it's the fact that I, I finished it a little while ago. Some of the details, but yes, he, he doesn't know the full picture, but he believes to have enough to report to London. Yeah, with it. Um, and he bids like uh, Lavender shows up I don't know if he immediately uh, says goodbye to her because there's a uh, there's a moment where actually he doesn't immediately because he has a meeting with with uh, um, uh, what's his name <laughs> Murik uh, with Murik where Murik almost spills the entire plot like he he says that yeah, it shows him his not war room but uh, weapons room yeah and he says that um uh, he has something with. F- he wants Bond to kill Franco. It's never. Yeah. He doesn't 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 necessarily explain why, but no, he no. wants Bond to kill Franco. Mm-hmm. And it feels th- this is where like the part of, the part of blood that I feel like is really getting like that's um, the na- no not naked gun hot shots hot shots part two because. <laughs> Oddshots Part Two. If you if you haven't seen that movie, what, what's the one where he cooks eggs on her stomach? Uh, that's the first so one. Hot. Okay, that's the first one. But the second one, uh, the guys, uh, uh, the character of Charlie Sheen gets hired to get the guys that went to get the guys that went to get the guys that went to get the guys <laughs> who were captured, and that's pretty much what Bond is in, is doing. He's getting the guy that's supposed to kill the guy who's supposed to kill the guy who's supposed to take over the nuclear power plant. There's there's a redundancy. Yeah. And, that I'm like, why don't you just just kill him yourself? Yeah, it didn't really make a you, whole lot of sense. You have Kaber, who's just who just wants to hurt people. Just let him kill kill Franco. Yeah, it it's again. Although I do like the book on the whole, I think there's more positive than negative. If there are any negatives, it's way too much tech description. I, I just I, and I'm not saying. Garner doesn't describe tech well. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't care about tech descriptions. No, but there's too much. There's too much. It's redundant. <laughs> and and some of these plot points or plot developments, I should say, it's just like, okay, I, okay. So this is I understand this is going to advance the adventure, but why is it happening other than just to advance the adventure? Yeah, you know? there's a. So it needs. This book needs some buffing. It it's, it feels like it needed uh, some editing. Like the the scene with cute. As much as I like her, the hologram thing. It, why am I reading this? No idea what it what's well, to show. Again, my bet that that one I'll defend because as you uh, revealed, she is a recurring character. I think that's 
I think that's uh, you think you're planting the seeds of. But her hologram thing is not coming back. I mean, doesn't matter that it's not coming back, but it shows that you know she knows her stuff, and and this Q is well, she's more than just cute. She's like amazing. This Q as cleavage. I'm messing that up bad. Doesn't have cleavage. She has cleavage. Okay, I'm cutting that. But yeah, no, she's it's set up. It's set up. It's set up, but that sort of Russian doll, uh, the assassin's going to kill the assassin's going to take over uh, mm. nuclear power plants. And then there's a deal that he makes with other terrorists. It's like, it, it is really like a 1980s version of uh, terrorism where <laughs> it's, it, it is, people didn't understand really the nature of terrorism, I think, uh, like the <laughs> pop culturally. When you see terrorists, they're they're either very cartoon or they they turn out to be the villains and die or where they're not actually terrorists, mm. they're thieves. Mm. So it, it, the whole fashion show thing, I also don't under I don't mind them going to Perignon because it's like a I googled the image. It's like it's a really oh, no, cool it's a, place. It's a great Bond location. It's a great location but for a, the fashion show that happens there. I don't get it. Like, why is there a fashion show? I guess it's. But even then, I was about to say, I guess it's for Lavender Peacock to be kind of important in the plot. But it, you didn't need oh, to do the fashion oh, show. I, thing. I, you remind me. I need to mention that because the entire like chapter where they describe uh, Murray's ancestry and the potential like i didn't un not understand that how his grandfather was perhaps not his grandfather or was not <laughs> i'm like what the hell <laughs> and i'm like okay so you're you want to keep the title? basically he's faking it right yeah. he's faking it okay gotcha no basically <laughs> like, and I, I i sort of like and he's not really the the the, the, the heir of the the the, the title of the mercury the lair the laird of mercaldi and he had lavender's parents killed but he didn't really he didn't have her killed i mean you just had to just oh no she had oh no she fell in the stair stairs oh i'm so sorry i'm the lair forever yeah, so why is he keep her i'm like yeah That's why the there's there's a lot of the why. Why are yeah. you doing this? And yeah, it feels like there's something again. That now we're we're really getting into some criticisms, and, and I think they're justified. I don't want to take it away from the fact that by the time I was at the last page of the book, I said, "Oh yeah, this was actually pretty good," and I, I I'm interested to see what what Garner does next. That being said, yeah, there's a lot in this book that just doesn't feel like it was very well thought thought out. <sighs> I don't know when he... You know what would be interesting? Because I know the other ones are published almost on an annual basis. Now, mind you, Fleming did the same thing. But this guy's not Fleming. We'll see how the re the other ones turn out. But this is the first one. So I'm, I'm curious, now, when did he start writing it? When was the planning stage? What Was it like the year before? And he had to... Quit. We need this one in a year. Okay, yeah. you got it? Send also, it. I mean, the estate of Fleming's estate might have had to say into what he's able to write and what type of plot. Sure. And I read, because I read or I read or heard interviews with uh, Benson, and Benson said, yeah, they, they, they asked him to, to write a plot synopsis, and they, they had a lot of state. His estate has a lot of state on what type of story uh, like official post uh, following well, I'm sure I'm sure Anthony Horowitz has these meetings I'm sure you know William Boyd had but that this, meeting and this was the probably the first well there, 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 there's Kingsley Amos but I think Kingsley Amos because his personal connection with Fleming 
I had uh, probably some leeway and it feels like it's a continuation. It, it's technically published a few years after Fleming's death, like four years after Fleming mm. passed away. So the disconnect between the bond of the 50s and the 60s and a bond from 1981 is not as strong in Cognizant as it is with License Renewed. Mm. There's a disconnect a little bit. But it, 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 Gardner manages to pull it off. Oh, yeah, no, I f- I, it's still a page-turner. Uh, it, it gets the job... You know, License Renewed gets the job done. Bond is back in book form yeah. anyways. Here he is, new adventures, hello 1980s, new tech, new new threats, you know, nuclear, not weapons, but nuclear nuclear meltdowns possibly, mm-hmm. Your new car, you know, doesn't smoke as much. It's like, okay, it, it's fine. I... I anticipate better things going forward. I certainly freaking hope so. We got like twenty five thousand gardeners. Do you want to know? Well, yeah, it yeah, that's good. But you're going to offer an opinion. Uh, what I you well, know. it's not an opinion. It's what I read, and what I read is that his second novel is uh, uh, is not apparently it's not very good. Uh, even it's an, an opinion. An, an, yeah, I know, but an. Uh, Kingsley, well, I, I don't know if I should say it, but I'll say it. Kingsley, uh, Kingsley Amos actually wrote a review of that book. And it, it, like I didn't read it completely because I, I still want to read the book. But I, from like, he apparently he goes, he, he takes him down, he mocks him, and he didn't like the book Ouch. at all. And I spoke with Emery from uh, uh, 007 Interpret Podcast, and he read, I think from what I understood, he read most of the Garner, and he said the second one. like He gets better from what I understood, but the first two men, oof. And to be fair, I actually kind of like this one. I had to think about it. I'm like, you know, I we've read... We've we've read all the Fleming, and not all Fleming is created equal. There there are yeah. books I really do not like. We had problems with diamonds. Yeah, we had problems with. We still like Goldfinger, but we have problems. Oh, with Goldfinger it. is a lot of a lot of problems. Uh, the book is actually the film is better than the book. Oh yeah, by a fair margin. No, yeah. Uh, what other one? Well, we do. I mean, we do like Fleming here at the complex. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. They, we won't do it. Well, we, we we struggled with Octopussy in the Living Daylights. Yeah, we struggled yeah. with that one. That w- that one we was a struggle, but I think I think the bottom of the like novel novel was Diamonds Are Forever, and this is actually better than Di- Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, I'll read this before I read Diamonds Are Forever yes. again. I like Caber. Caber's a fun uh, antagonist. I do like Anton. I like that flamboyancy. I think that's why I saw Marie Claus Brandauer because you're not wrong. I think I think they they there there are shades, and I uh, to be honest, I enjoyed him. But it, I I enjoyed characters that think they're so clever, and sometimes <laughs> they make really dumb decisions. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you poor, poor imbecile. I'm, I'm not sure it's been over clever. I think it's been overconfident. Yeah, it's overconfidence. It's overconfident, um, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, this, this, the, we've been talking about this book for an hour, and let's pick up the pace. So yeah, so Bond gets the hell out of there in his sub. Now there's a massive chase that goes on in the town of Macaldi. Every like the whole town is against him. It feels like. like I've forgotten that part. Well, yeah, like the people are coming out, and he has to drive through a crowd. He doesn't actually drive over people, but you know, he he he's aggressive. He's an aggressive driver. He needs to get the heck out. Pretty much, just the golden eye, uh, golden eye, gold finger uh, escape from um, Eric's. Um, yeah, room. but if as if like the Chinese people were everywhere, not just a few of them in a car chasing him. Like there are Chinese people everywhere. They're everywhere. Everywhere. 
Well, there are townspeople everywhere, uh, including a helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> including a chopper. They, they ran him off the road. He gets... Uh, yeah, quite literally, they run him off the, mo- the, the, the road. And that's where... This is... So he obviously passes out, wakes up, and this is the truth serum. I like uh, the truth scene. serum because they play some music because he, men- he mentions in passing that... Or there's something about music that's mentioned uh, that he, a piece of music that he likes and sort of to... And she... Uh, they, 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 so they put the serum on him and um, Marshkin who also happens to be like I have a degree in nuclear psych- physics and psycho- psychology she puts Lavender's perfume because they notice that Bond mm. really like wants yeah. to give it to Something Lavender he wants pants that suddenly he, he wants uh, his La- pants are out of shape whenever Lavender Peacock <laughs> ever shows up um, oh, um, so um, so they start to question him, and he resists. And he's uh, that part is like yeah. The description of how Bond is fighting the serum in his mind is pretty intense. I did like it. I'm good. Good job by Gardner. They're getting into the mind of a man that's fighting a truth serum. The drug rem- take, trying I, to take over. I don't remember w- which movie or book or I think it's a movie. And there's there's somebody who's being tortured and. When they start to ask him questions, the guy starts reciting his name and his sort of matricule, and 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 he gets like I remember being started, and he's like keeps telling himself that I'm like my, my name is blah 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 blah. Well, if you're undercover, that's probably the tactic. But it, you're trying to not. It blow is, him. but it's it's it, that's what he does, and it just it, it is, it feels like something that that something that someone did during the Vietnam era. era. When you hear the you read about torture and people mm. sort of stealing themselves for for torture, that's that's what it feels like. Mm. It's probably more violent in the context of the Vietnam War, yeah. but it's it's uh it's a pretty it's a pretty good sequence. It's not the casino while torture sequence or the Colonel Sun or the Colonel Sun, but it's you know it's better than the uh, the the the, the, the um, stomping in diamonds or oh, the boot dance the boot dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the boot dance. It's better. This is better than the boot dance. That's probably better. Than and he pass. Dance. He passes out after like he gets injected and he's just flip, and he woke. He wakes up. I don't understand why they decide to keep him. I think they're doing a gold gold finger where they they keep him around to well, keep. Well, this is the over. This is Murik's overconfidence coming into play. He wants to. You know, we're not going to shoot him because Caber wants to just get rid of him. No. Caber's Mudik the smart is, one there. Yeah, he is the smartest guy in the room, actually, now that, now that you put it that way. Uh, Munich is like, no. Munich? What? Munich. Munich? He's like, Munich? Ooh, <laughs> damn. Uh, how about them jelly beans down there not working too well? <laughs> so Munich's like, nope. I want to kill him in a more entertaining way, in a more audacious way. The the the, the, the What the hell? How is he going to kill him? Brings him on the plane. There's this long sequence where he's, he's he doesn't know where he, they're in a truck and they're driving to obviously this private plane owned by Anton. I think he wants to throw him off the plane. Just throw him off the plane, I think. Yeah, you know? I think because he's not very original. He just wants to. <laughs> bye bye, Mr. Bond. Good. Have a nice flight. Goodbye, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so he keeps Bond around. Reveals everything. Check this computer. Check what I'm going to do. Check, 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 check. My mouth is in the mic now. Operation Meltdown. Meltdown. So, yeah, he's very prideful. Anton is obviously very, very prideful. 
how can this fail? Uh, Lavender, of course, is brought along. This is sort of classic Bond movie stuff. Yeah. Where there's really no reason why Anton would be keeping either Lavender or Bond around. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, if you kill James Bond, you can't write any more of these. (laughs) And if you kill Lavender, well, the Bond girl's gone, is out of the picture a little too soon, so... (laughs) You can't really play that card. It's true. Again, let's, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about it. Even though the overall it's entertaining, there are little individual plot points that just... I'm not expecting airtight logic in my Bond novels. Uh, I, I want them to be a little crazy sometimes, but there's a difference between this zany is, and, well, there's just no logic. This is a little bit here. sloppy. This yeah. is uh, sloppy, actually. Yeah. Just plain old sloppy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It... I'm, if I'm still enjoying it, enjoying the story, the characters, I'm gonna, you know what? I don't care. Like it's, it looks like in Indiana Jones. The, the, when you think about it, everything that he does in the first movie in Raiders, he's like, if it was not in the story, the Nazis would have discovered the, the Ark, brought it to that island, uh, and they would have opened it, and it would have get, they would have gotten zapped, and yeah. everyone like, like the really, Indiana Jones didn't have to do anything. Exactly. When you think about it. But it's still it's a it's still an interesting fun yeah. movie. And this is still an interesting book. I do it so so the the uh, Bond does get um oh wait how the hell does it happen? When is the plane sequence? The plane sequence is after Perignon. Is yeah, it? yeah 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 yeah. Right. You, you, there's an entire detour in France. Yeah 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 yeah. The uh, whole festivities. This this. Torch that's coming down from the mountain to celebrate this. I think town. it's Saint Jean Baptiste that they're, they're so sort of Saint Jean Baptiste, or is the Saint Jean Baptiste? I think it's Saint Jean Baptiste. I'm pretty sure. Their uh, their version of Saint yeah. Jean Baptiste, yeah, anyways. Um, so they they celebrate they, they celebrate, and they uh, at one point Bond managed to escape. I uh, love th- I love that where they're at the airport. Hey Joe, how's it going? And Joe's like, Who the hell are uh-huh. you? That's right. kind of clever. I like that. It's not flashy, but it got gets the job done. Yeah, no, Bond flees. Yeah, I do like that. I I like the sequence at Perignon. Sort of remind me of the junk canoe and. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It really I got a thunderball feel. Yeah, uh, a movie yeah. Thunderball. My, my my thunderballs were were excited during this sequence too, and yeah, it's it's fun. It's very colorful. It's it's tension filled. Garner's work I feel shines in this sequence. And the fashion show is a little weird, but it's still a cool description. I like how he infiltrates the building where the fashion show happens. There's this little gig because he's been there before, mm-hmm. I think, and he knew a police officer. That's the officer. thing. Like, when you realize where he is, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like, it gives him an advantage that they don't have. They don't yeah. know. They don't know the town as much as because he used to go there when he was younger. And uh, that gives him the edge that he needs to well, escape. Uh, he managed to call London, but he does, like, as soon as he calls them, he's like, oh. Oh, you realize that uh, what's going or somebody tries to somebody finds him out. That's that's where yeah. uh, Murick's men find him at yeah. the post office as he's making the phone call. Put the gun down, Mister Bond. So he does relay enough information, and that's and that's why you have the French jet fighters that are following Anton Murick's plane. So that's why that happens because Bond got some sort of message out in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. Th- this book cuts back to uh, MI6. I was. Yeah. I forgot to mention that they, they they don't do that in. Well, Never. I mean, never did that. No. Oh. So, so I'm like, you know, I didn't mind it, it, it 
I don't mind something else. It's a new take. It's like Batman. You know, uh, Bob Kane created a character uh, with another writer and other people have written, honestly, better material than he did. And I don't think it's, it's going to be the same for Fleming, but other people can take his creation mm. and take it out of the uh, 60s. I'll tell you what I liked about that decision by Garner. Is that because Fleming never did that, we don't really care about probably the stress the people at MI6 are under <laughs> his bond. Here you actually get to see that. They're disheveled. They're tired. They probably smell bad. They haven't shaved. You know like, what picturing? Garner really sets those scenes up like, Jesus, this is... Like, this what is the, the hell is going on? Where's Bond? <laughs> <laughs> the tanner the tanner of uh, GoldenEye is in this book. Like sweaty, yeah. like with sweats, uh, armpits, uh, sweat stains. Mm. This is... Uh, this yeah. is that that uh, tanner. It, it was unexpected, but I, I liked it. it. It sort of... It's 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 uh, looking at the world of Bond from a slightly different angle that mm -hmm. that Fleming himself never thought of doing. Uh, I did like it. I did I like, it. and it happens a couple of times. I know that you keep cutting back. <laughs> We're saying cutting like it's a movie, but it, 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 it I think there's there was an uh, in, uh, aspiration to become a cinematic adventure. I think deep down he, he hoped that they would adapt this material. It feels like that. It feels yeah, they did a little bit. They did. They did. I don't know if he got he got paid. I hope he did because uh, I mean the entire thing the with the Ascot race is is a view to a kill for oh, sure. Oh, to a T, to a T. Uh, but um, so he managed to escape the guy who finds him at the uh, and he, that's when he realized that um, Lavender Peacock is the target. I'm like, why does he need a, a terrorist to kill? <laughs> I'm like, whatevs. He realized that um, Franco is going to kill with a really particular like a bullet weapon, and a, a gel bullet. Doesn't relieve really leave a mark, and it's gonna look like she had a heart attack. Yeah, the drug in the gelatin bullet is essentially supposed to well, produce a heart attack, or, yeah. or or produce the symptoms of a heart attack. It produces a heart attack, but it's, it's basically a, a poison, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess I could see why you would want to do that, because if it's a real sniper rifle well oh my god she's been shot nah. whereas this is like oh my god she's unfortunately suffered from a heart attack you know it, it's a little bit more subtle i you know what let's not try because it, it, when you think about it oh, i get it i get it yeah why didn't kill her like years before oh my god my my oh, my yeah, word uh, my, my word did cocaine and uh overdosed <laughs> you know right. whatever there, there, there are simpler ways of uh cocaine's a hell of a drug yeah, whatever. <laughs> but you know, he he he. Uh, well, he finds Franco. They struggle, or he something happens. But there's a there's a bit of a there's a bit of a tussle atop because Franco's obviously shooting from above. So there's this fashion show in this particular building, a castle of sorts, as I understood it, sort of a castle with an inner court. And then this inner court is where the fashion show is taking place, and Lavender Peacock is one of the models in this show, and, and Muric and. MJ have front row seats. And Bond discovers or understands that Franco is going to be shooting from a, not a watchtower necessarily, but a, a higher vantage point. So mm -hmm. it's a very narrow staircase that twirls, and Bond is like sneaking up behind. I don't know why he's being quiet. There's probably a lot of music and cheering going on, anyways, but he's being quiet. Oh, it, vi it, it would reverberate. Uh, reverberate. Reverberate. It reverberate. would reverberate. 
reverberate. It would uh, shake, and yeah. uh, you would probably um, the guy. You left. would feel it in his thunderballs yeah. that someone was coming up from behind. Exactly. Oh, I got a tingly down there. Well, what? You know what? Bond. I have to say, because she's about to get killed, but the idea of not only a female villainess, but a female villainess with a, with a background in psychology, and she's sort of attractive also. Hmm. I think that's a great idea for a, a female, not a lead villain, but a co-villain or a, a sidekick, somebody who gets into Bond's mind and messes with him and like it points out you have childhood trauma and you, not the nice way or the, the playful way that uh, Evergreen some, somebody who mocks him somebody who, who's gonna or maybe use drugs I love the, the the torture scene somebody who's gonna like use chemical agents sort of like the scarecrow in Batman Begins something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. <coughs> but sort that'd of be a, different that'd be different that'd be very interesting somebody mm. who messes Bond but not yeah, physically. I'd, I'd be down for that. You got to change the game sometimes. License to Kill changed the game. Moonraker certainly changed the game. Mm. Yeah, you got to switch things. You got to spice it up a little bit. Take yeah. some chances. I'd be down for that, actually. Be, that, a Scarecrow-esque Bond villain. That'd be kind of cool, actually. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. And, they, and you want to play with the character and this personality and his personal anxiety. Because you... Cause you I always go back to... The I'll buy you an ice cream cone from Fries Only. Like it's a joke. Ha 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 ha. He's gonna buy her nice because she's too young. When you put Bond in unbondian, like you you learn who James Bond is by putting him in, in very unbondian situations. Mm-hmm. Like he's not gonna bed like a sixteen year old. So the way he behaves under that is sort of you learn a little bit more about him. So that's sort of an antagonist and get it into that psychology of of who Bond is and playing on certain fears. Yeah, you would learn who the character is a little bit more. It's an idea. It's an idea. Barbara? Barbara, Mike McGee, <laughs> you're listening? Um, so he, well, she she gets off and I'm like, I, I, you know, I, she, 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 I kind of like her. I, I, I'm, I feel they didn't do enough with her and unlike Franco who's like you said, a complete wet noodle, she had a, at least mm. a moment where I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I agree, especially the part, and we never find out because she's she's offed with with a you know decent little chunk of the of the book left. Um, is that uh, when she leaves earlier in the book when she tries to seduce Bond and Bond refuses her advances and she leaves? Oh, it would have been much better if you if you had me on your side. I'm like, and we never really find out what that might have been. It could have been just uh, another empty threat and and she was never really going to side with Bond anyways but I felt there was something might have been there and it never really comes to anything I went, could she have meant something or is that just Garner's like pulling the rug from under her feet I don't know. there often is a trope in fiction of the uh, female character but that uh, a little bit older that has not really had that doesn't have a lot of personal life or doesn't have a family and sort of like it's there's regret in that character it feels like the, she yearns for 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 some passion like i'm probably in she yearns for a young buck not necessarily young but more for for a month more human connection i feel like there's a desperation to that character she's like i invested so much i can't leave him uh, I invested so much. Just, there's a tragedy to Mary, yeah, to Mary Jane because she's obviously very smart, but she 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 I I guess she made her bed and decided mm. to, you know what I'm I'm kind of she, she 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 there's a lot of mating in her I find 
Mayday. Oh, Mayday, yeah. Mayday flips but because of her betrayal, but her, she's more like there's a... Uh, a sadness i find yeah there's there's a there is a tra uh, tragic aspect to her because it even is even bond mentions oh she she's pretty but it doesn't say that she's tall but there's she comes on to it's, him a little bit too strong it's she's politely implied that she's i don't know how you could politely but i would i'll put it that it's politely implied that she's a little old and a little sad she's, yeah Yeah, there's. A, it would have been interesting to get into that character. <laughs> to get into that character for a character that's not a big part of the book. I think we've <laughs> talking about her a lot. Yeah, she's come up a lot so far in this review. But justifiably so. There was a lot of potential, and it's not that the potential is spoiled. We, st I still like Mary Jane, uh, but there could have been a little bit mm -hmm. more there. Barbara, uh, Mick, what if you? There's another version of this book in a parallel universe where Anton is killed in the fashion show. And oh, Mary that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. That would would that yeah. would be very interesting where yeah. the vil lead villain gets killed halfway through and it's the henchman that keeps the the, the truck rolling. That's actually... They never did that And ever. with this kind of a... And that would be well, a quite the a The lead shock. villain is really not the lead villain anymore. It's It's the psycho, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's more or less what they do in the world's not enough. Where the villain, but it's it's reverse. You think the lead villain is actually the the our henchman, and when you think of the Bond girl, is actually mm. the lead villain. But you, yeah, it, which which is a great twist. I I love that, but I think the potential of 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 what we just came up now again, you know, whatever. It, it's it's the book you, you reviewed the book you read, not the book you wanted to read, but. Yeah, I thought that might have been a way to discover a little bit more about Mary Jane. But mm -hmm. anyways, we still like the character. Right. So Mary Jane is off. She takes the bullet in the, the kerfuffle. Um, Franco is killed. Mm. We don't remember how. Don't remember. <laughs> Breaks his neck, whatever. Uh, bon is captured and he's brought to... And he's thrown in a gel, gel cell with uh, Lavender. And all of a sudden, they make sweet, love. Sweet, sweet love. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, you're you're in jail, and you're like, yeah, it's time to get it on. I'm like, I don't know. I feel well, like there hadn't been a sex scene so far. Yeah, but that, honestly, I, I feel like it's out of place. Gratuitous. It's very gratuitous. And when you're in jail, you're like, I'm like, that's not the first thing I would think of, like getting laid. When I mean, I'm, I don't know. Oh, they I, could, they, you know, the world could end tomorrow. Maybe It's cuddle or maybe hugger would have been mm. more natural. Actually, fornication. Or she seems to really want it too. Yeah, but it's written this way. But in, mm. it it feels uh, unrealistic to me. It's it. Yeah, I I guess. Well, I mean, would there would there have been an issue of of having it end like that? As Fleming had did sometimes, he ended the books like that. Yeah. Like in, in the book version of Gold Goldeneye, I put not going Goldfinger. I mess those two up to get all the time. But in Goldfinger, uh, there's not a scene where like he doesn't sleep with Pussy Galore until the end of the book. In mm. the film, it, it, and it, it it is one of the more controversial yeah. scenes yeah. in the book. Yeah. So it, it's not something I I don't know. It felt weird to me. Yeah, it it felt it almost felt as though. Garner was like, oh, shit, I haven't thought up of a scene where they can fornicate because it's a Bond book and obviously he has to bed the Bond girl and this is the Bond girl. I guess I'll do it here. 
why would you not do it at the end? Like, have her invite Bond. Oh, she's now the new Laird of Mercaldi. You know, come by for a visit. And that's how the book ends. He shows up for a visit and, you know. So close, oh, the, close oh, the door. I have this great party, uh, James, since I'm the new Laird. Come down. And he shows up and like, oh, am I the first guest? You're the only guest. And oh, the book ends like that. That's you know? better. Yeah, that is like, so great. It's like. You should write for. for, for uh, in Fleming Publications. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, but anyways, again, read the book. Review the book you read, not the book you wanted to read. But. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a weird scene. I love the command center inside the plane, and I'm gonna say something shocking. I kind of like that part in Dianity because uh, it's 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 Dianity Day. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, funnily enough, I actually didn't think of that while reading the book. But yeah, yeah you're on to something there. There's yeah. a command center, and he's taking control. And as as soon, almost as soon as as uh, Mercaldia uh, and, and Anton explains. The 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 code name it's with oh because his name for the terrace he has a name it's it's warlock hmm. and the the uh, the code for act to start is uh, war so he says uh, he contacts all the cells and it's like war 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 and Bond deduces it the the second one to end the attack for them to surrender is a lock hmm. so he call like he he managed to knock uh, Mercaldi out uh managed to send the message lock 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 and th that's the end of the nuclear threat um caber shows up there's a fisticuff i don't really understand i know that's it's lavender and at one point i think that the plane starts she, like, stabs him in the neck with something yeah there's blood gushing everywhere <laughs> yeah it's really gory but i i it is dire in the day like the plane is falling apart because of fight well, I mean, it's easy to say it's Dino. I mean, Dino the Day comes I out like that part in Dino 20 Day. years after this book. I mean, it's, you know, the, the Neil Purvis and Robert Wade say, oh, we should take that license renewed scene. Like, I think how many, did. how many, how many books, let alone James Bond, like, you know. I know, but how many Bond books? Well, it's a Bond book. You know, they have, they probably read that. Yeah, that book. I, and I honestly, I, 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 it's controversial. It, there's a little bit, it's said CGI heavy, but I love the idea of, uh, mobile air, fort air fortress and I like the idea that it's falling apart and there's there's something about uh, almost Greek-like uh, because it's it's sort of Icarus ascending in the heavens and being burnt down and it's not doesn't necessarily work for a license renewed but it's the notion of uh, seeking grandeur and sort of hmm. falling apart hmm. midair is still there yeah um, so this maybe not the sequence of the book I like the most. I was happy Caber finally got it. Oh. I think it would be one of the things I'd like. The, I mean, Caber's fine. I didn't really love him. I love. I I like Mary Jane and I like Anton. I didn't really care that much for Caber's Caber. just the muscle. Yeah. He's he's totally forgettable. There's nothing interesting about him. You know? He's big and mean. Yeah, and I couldn't understand half of what he said. <laughs> I, the 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 book the audio book is perfectly fine, but I mean, I I I I didn't care for him. I'm 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 I was I'm like okay, he's dead. But uh, for some reason, Anton is still alive, and he hides in a compartment. <laughs> I think he takes a parachute. I don't Doesn't remember. he hide in a compartment? Yeah, he uh, he hides when the shit gets down. But it's mentioned that they saw him. Uh, drop mm. drop off. Yes, the plane. that's true. You're right. You're right. I did forget that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And mm. Bond deduces that there, I don't remember what the logic is, but he does explain what it is. He needs some 
paper, I think. But it's the dumbest thing. I'm like, uh, you're, you're you're dumb. Honestly, when like, do you not think that the authorities will be waiting? I for wish him? they did wrote they were he would have written something else. That's a weak ass ending. I love the idea of being blown up, but as a bazooka <laughs> basically. But it, it should have happened somewhere else somehow. Like he needed to like I don't know. He, he tries to get the the money from the ransom or whatever. But just him just going back to his home. Like the worst place where you can go back to, like mm. your home. Why the hell? Or go back. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe. They, maybe now the fashion thing can make sense. Like, you know, where would he hide? Where would he hide? All right, he has like the headquarters, the HQ of his fashion. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm trying to say something that makes it a little bit more. Something it's more. He's like going back to his home. Like, well, I don't know. It's, it seems ridiculous. But I love that he gets blown up by a bazooka. Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all, because it's it's in the. Uh, that's one of the weapons in the in. in yeah, I don't dungeon remember. It's there. not a bazooka, but it's something like I think it's a. But board. even even Anton fires at Bill Tanner and James something a little funky. Like he doesn't just fire a pistol. He has like some sort of a, I don't know, a flare gun of some sort. Something. I love that Bill Tanner shows up for the end. That's cool. That's kind of cool. I did like that. Like yes, get Bill in the in in this in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Rory Kinnear, action man. Yeah, I don't know why Bill Tanner, but I liked it anyways. I didn't yeah. understand why, but I liked it. I, I liked it. I mean, but, you know, I liked the, they're suddenly there. Uh, I feel like we've gotten to know Bill a little bit, almost mostly through Colonel Sun. Yeah. I never felt we knew Bill that much uh, in the Flemings. He's a little bit, uh, the man with the golden gun, I yeah. think he's a little bit uh, more premium, but he's never like a character. He's more like, and then Bond this, this, and then Bond did that. But he feels more like a character in Colonel Sun. Yeah, he does, because he's playing uh, golf with Bond. Yeah. And he's also there when the cops show up. I have, a, I, I have a theory. I have a theory. Bill Tanner is Kingsley Amos. Uh because okay. Kingsley Amos and 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 um, and, and uh, Ian Fleming were friends, they're both British. Mm. I don't know if they worked in in in, in uh, the Secret Service together, but I, I'm, it's a theory. I might actually delete this part, but I'll have to. Uh, sometimes your theories are spot on. Sometimes it's like maybe. Yeah, no, this is a, more like a okay may, maybe. maybe. Okay, we'll throw it out. Even if it's true, it's like. All right. Why? <laughs> but, you know, it's, well, there's a lot of Bill Tanner in this book. You mm. know? Good. Mm. Good Bill Tanner. Good we Bill like Tanner. Bill. Yeah. A little cup of Bill. Even M is, is, is uh, he's not a character as much as he's in Car- Colonel's son, but he like, he's aggravated by the situation. And I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. I like my aggravated M. Um, so, yeah. I need him cranky. Finally, uh, uh, Lavender gets her title. Inherits. The, the estate and he sees her well they spend a little bit of time together they have some fun you know yeah. in a little vacation time and then he sees her off uh, on a train quite she's, the lady she's no um, uh, what's the name <laughs> I say that but I don't remember the name uh, the one blob. in Colonel Sun oh um, yeah I can't remember We and yet we liked her a lot and I can't remember her what's name her name the uh, Ad- Adriana. Adriana. Well, she, like yes, Adriana. She's no Adriana from uh, Colonel. No, Sun. Adriana was awesome. Adriana had some character, some 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 spark, and yeah. she she had a good interaction. She felt full like a more fully fleshed out character. But Lavender is just 
I'm a Here's I'm the a mo- prize. I'm a model. <laughs> and now I'm rich. It's like bar- <laughs> yeah, now I'm rich and I have a title. Mm. Me. I'm like, oh go. Mm. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I don't think she shows up in the, any out of the other books. Probably. But she does say, you know, won't you come visit? Yeah, sure I will. But it's like, you know, that's any any Bond movie can end like or excuse me, any Bond book can end like that. You know, it's you know So I think we're done, man. i pretty much done. Thus ends license renewed. Finally. Uh, how do we how do we rake uh, rate the the post Fleming? Do you wanna compare it to a Fleming? Do you wanna rate it on its own? I think own? it's a little early. It's a so little early. early. I had, you know, it's it's a good book. It's 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 decent. I didn't love it. We 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 shared our thoughts on yeah, the things we didn't like, but there are things we also liked a lot. The villain is fun. His his henchwoman is fun. Uh, cute is 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 cute. Um, there's some good action scenes. I like the, the 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 games. I thought that was pretty good. Um, the um, Bond is 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 pretty fun in this. I like the torture scene. There's a lot of good. There's more good than there is bad. Although there is some bad. There's some loopholes. Uh, the plot is a little bit Swiss cheesy at times. Yes, yes, very. Um, but it's still a little early. I, I'm going. I'm going to give Garner the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, you've you've I sort see. of you, you know you've sort of uh, hinted that there might be a dark cloud over us <laughs> next month or whenever it is when we re- review uh, what's it called? I don't even know what its name uh, is. But for special services, I think. For special is. services. Yeah. Um, Do you want a spoiler for uh, that book? Well, no, I don't. I got the plot, and I don't want to spoil okay. the plot. <laughs> um, no, no, I don't. You know, you can tell me what other people think the book. If the oh, book is good right. or not, I don't want to know what the plot is. Mm. I have no idea what the plots of any of the garden, and I've read some of them. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I have I've, no idea what the plots of. Th- any this is of the closest are. I've come to read a post. Fleming Gardner book is the first chapter, and I don't even think I've read the originally read that chapter completely. I was bored, I was young, I was dumb, and I was like, ah, not for me. Uh, but you know, I read it completely, and I read it multiple times. I had a time to think about it, and if you come at it from from uh, uh, the perspective of there is no more Fleming, you've read Colonel Sun, and you're still hungry for more Bun. This is not going to be a, a replacement. This is not a a, 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 um, a steak. It's a, it's it's like ordering a good hamburger, but you want let's say like a gourmet, a fin gourmet, and this is decent McDonald's. I'll say. Mm, it's more like that old like restaurant a, Nichols. Like they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was better than McDonald's. No, better than McDonald's. But I'm thinking about the fancy burger, the Angus burger. But yes, Nichols, the old, uh, the 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 restaurant that uh, San Dion used to own. That's actually like a decent uh, gourmet burger. Yeah. Not the uh, a five star restaurant, but better than McDonald's actually. Yeah. Yeah. Fleming was like just melt in your mouth. No, Fleming was. You don't even was, need to uh, chew. Just was suck it. A New York stage, uh, stage. A New York steak. Age like uh, a twelve weeks, uh, just melts in your mouth. Mm. This is a gourmet hamburger. Yeah, like it's good. There's a decent portion of fries, and what it is, it, it is the McLean's Pub 007 burger. I gave them a plug, and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Never had it, uh, nor nor can I for <laughs> dumb reasons. But uh, yeah, because yeah. you don't eat meat. Uh, but it's uh, it's okay. I refuse to eat anything that had a mom. 
Uh, Anyways, that's another t- that that's for the the food complex. I, I, I yeah, I have a question for you because now I we I think we both agreed that you want to save up as many as as uh, as possible of the because uh, we have one Dalton. Oh, he, he did write a lot of. Them. Oh, you're talking about the movies? Yeah, yeah, the movies. The for the pairing up. So we have. Oh, we got world. We got Twine. We got like Twine. That's, that, that's locked and loaded. Yeah, that's locked and loaded. So we got three more um, Brosnan. We got uh, one Dalton. One Dalton. We got two, two more. Two more. <laughs> and we got, uh, well, we 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 got three uh, uh, Craig's, Craig's yeah. and potentially a fourth one. That's three, four, six, nine. So it's not a lot. It's not a lot. I think honestly, I think where we're going, and we've talked about this before. I don't know if we did it. We've said it on mic. I think you know we're gonna have to. Review a gardener and let's talk about the born identity. Then review a gardener and Austin Powers. <laughs> We're gonna have uh, to uh, you know what? I have a few days. Well, also, we, we, we got Casino Royale 54. We, we talked uh, about uh, going to the uh, library of the actors themselves. Yeah. How about uh, Untouchables? Know, Untouchables, as we mentioned. Um, oh, you know what? The Rocketeer. I'm going to put Rocketeer. the Rocketeer there. The, the Offense. The Offense? It is a Sean Carney movie from the 70s. It is the movie he got to make through his deal to come back for Diamonds oh, Are Forever. Oh, that's a... It has nothing to do with James Bond. That's interesting. Yeah, he's a he's a, a detective that's trying to... They've, they've arrested someone, a presumed um, hooligan who's accused of, I think, raping and killing a girl or something like that, and he's trying to break him. But yeah, he's a bit of an alcoholic as well. It's mm. it's really really good. It's interesting. Great Sean Carter. <laughs> oh, the Taylor of Panama. Taylor of Panama, the Matador. The Matador. There's one that he did with Rene Russo. Um, oh, uh, the, ta- uh, the ta- Thomas Crown Affair. Thomas Crown Affair. You got Roger Moore who did North Sea Hijack. There's Flying Geese. There's a lot of fun. I've seen Flying Geese. I like it. There's one that's on Netflix. Um, gold. He made gold. You know what we should do? We should make a list. Put it in a, a, a hat, and each time we do, we we, we record. We don't want to do a Bond movie. We'll do a, a Bond actor movie. Yeah, well, well, we'll we'll prep that, and we'll do that yeah. for 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 for, for, for special because services. Why not? Yeah. We don't want to. Yeah, for we got to milk this baby. <laughs> well, it's not milking, but it's also. I mean, you oh, don't, yeah. You, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's everything in between, uh, but. After all this uh, talking, all this uh, discussion, this chatting, and this so exhausting, oh, so exhausting, Mister Chapu, you gotta tell me. Uh, you have to tell me. Do we have? Do we have people everywhere? We have people everywhere, don't we? It's really true, man. I'm I'm amazed of how many people we've been. This con- has been a crazy year, Jean Goyette. So we got the Jean Bon de France connection there. We got Bill Koenig. Mm-hmm. Who's on his own podcast? Not his podcast. You know, he's a regular on that show now. So oh. we, got, we got Bill, we got Jean, we got Joe, we got Matt. We're gonna have well, we've actually already we've actually already talked with Jeff, but we're gonna meet him yeah. uh, soon. Uh, yeah, it's been quite something so far this year. There's year the- year two of the James Bond complex has been very different from year one. Yeah, so far. yeah, yeah. It's been like. I, um, you know what I'm glad? It's never it, it it's never boring. No, no, it's it's, not, it's, 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 it's each time fun. I'm like, uh, well, I think uh, we can't do anything better or think anything bigger. 
Something happens. Something happens. I'm like, oh, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get better. Yeah, you know, it was, we had the the fireworks then it was casino royale in concert then it was a, con- a concert here then it was spicecape new york bond location we're talking about london in april of next year so we have people everywhere www.thejamesbondcomplex.com which also serves as our tumblr platform uh, facebook search for us at the james bond complex twitter at the bond complex apologies to james uh, we're on Instagram. Search for us at the James Bond Complex. YouTube, uh, it's getting a little bit better. It's getting warmer. We're not hot, but we're warm. Uh, search for uh, the James Bond Complex. Uh, would we? Was uh, it there one? Well, there's obviously Google Play. Uh, Anchor FM. Anchor F- FM. Yeah, Anchor FM. Yeah, Google Google Play. It's like child's play. Um, and then you got iTunes. Search, subscribe. It's, Five. it's really easy steps. I mean, guys. You love gold? You keep up with me. Yeah, do you? Do you love, you you love, love gold. gold? You love only gold. Gold and stars. Yeah. Come mule, like in star shapes and no less or more than five. <laughs> uh, so, yes, give us a five-star glowing golden gun review. I am on Twitter, double O pop, double underscore OH underscore pop. I'm at Matt Claire with two T's, and I'm not like I, I'm mostly on Facebook. And I think we're pretty much done. We've been going on for a long, 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 time. long time. So it's, yeah, those are platforms. And uh, just as James Bond always returns, so too with the James Bond complex. Merci. Toujours un plaisir. À la prochaine. Au revoir.